Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. Excited to talk today because we're talking about something a little bit different. And this is a topic that will either help you and really impact what you're doing, or you've already started doing this. So you're like, this might just help kind of tighten some things up. Uh, in your life. But for so long, I was in the Valley because I wasn't doing the things to keep myself out. And so then when I started like reading my Bible and scriptures and getting with a community and all of that really helped me, but I was missing one big part of my life that was putting me back in the Valley. And it was really messing with my emotional state and it was not living a proactive life. And I considered myself to be just very unorganized. Um, I was always running late. I was always stressing. I was a last minute person. We had a birthday party to go to and we were stopping at the store on the way to the birthday party to get a gift kind of thing. And that was just who I was. And that's what I kind of chalked it up to be like, this is who I am. I'm just kind of all over the place. And I'm not one of those really organized moms that just had it together and, oh, well, I'm just a person who runs late. Like I never learned these things from my mom. And I just was like, this is who I am. So this is who I am. And a friend of mine actually is the one who told me that running late isn't just to say like, oh, I'm just someone who always runs late, isn't an excuse to be late. And she was like, I know you're always late, but I used to be always late and I changed it. And now I'm not ever late. And that just blew me away because I was feeling like I can't change this. This is just who I am. And then to hear her say, yeah, now I'm never late and I'm always early. And I totally changed that about myself. And I realized that we get these limiting beliefs and we feel like this is who I am. And it's great to love yourself. Okay. Give yourself grace and it's okay. I'm not a super organized person and that's okay. And, you know, to give yourself grace, we're all different. We all have different gifts and things, but there are a lot of areas of our lives that we really can improve on that we don't because we either feel like we can't change or it's just not in us. We don't know how to do it. And we just kind of move through our lives. And so the thing that I see the most when I'm talking to women especially moms because they have kids that they're trying to manage and do. But really I see this in every single woman is that she's really setting herself up for failure. And I'm in a lot of small groups in my church and home groups and um, large groups. And I'm in my mom's ministry. So we have like 60 women that get together every month and, and we talk and We hear what's going on with them and what's in their hearts and on their minds. 
And this is something that I've been seeing over and over and over again. And when I hear women talk about things in my mind, I'm thinking this could be avoided. You, you don't have to live like this. You could avoid this. You could learn to change. Is it the way that you're living your life? It's the way that you're doing things that's making things a lot harder for you. In in my home group that I'm in, last week, we all started talking about organization and calendars. And, you know, one person writes them in her planner. The other girl's like, I don't write them at all because I don't even know where to write them. The other person writes them on pieces of paper and loses the paper. She's like, I lost my grocery list seven times and had to keep rewriting it. And we were all just laughing and like, this is totally me. This is so funny. And a really good friend of mine is in my group with me. And she was like, Taryn, tell them what you do because it's awesome. And it, it's changed for you so much because she saw the transformation in me from going this disaster mess of a person to like organized life and always on time now. So she's like, tell them, tell them about your calendars, tell them about your fridge. And so I was kind of just giving some tips and things like that. And then last night I was filling out my calendar for the week and writing things down. And it, it hit me of the reason why I've had such a crazy week is because it was so jam packed with so many things. I was exhausted yesterday and I was standing at my fridge, writing out my schedule for today, but I wasn't burnt out. And I just kept thinking I had such a crazy week. I can't believe it's over. It's finally over because we had so it's like everything that could have fallen in the week all fell last week. Like every single group, every single appointment, every single call at like everything was just in my calendar last week. And I kept saying, I can't wait till Sunday night until it's all over and I've accomplished it. And then I was tired, but I wasn't burnt out. And that's all I kept thinking is how am I not burnt out from doing all of this stuff? Normally I would be like next week, I'm not doing nothing. I am just napping and laying around and I am just so exhausted and burnt out. My body would have been just really taking a toll on the stress. I would have been fighting with my husband. It would have been fighting with my kids and I would have just felt completely awful. I 100% would have been in the Valley because when I had a lot of stuff on my plate, one, all of my needs went last. And it was like, well, if there's time, I'll take a shower. Or if there's time, I'll read my Bible. If there's time, then I can make that phone call or I can take a nap or I can watch a show. And I always just put my needs last because I have a bunch of other people that go ahead of mine. And then by the end of the week, I'm not only tired and burnt out, but I'm bitter and I get real bitter at my kids and my husband. Like I did all of this and look what I'm doing for you. And you're not even appreciative. And it just, sometimes it, the words don't come out. Luckily I got to that point where I wasn't saying the things that I thought at first I was saying them and I had to learn to, to not do that anymore. But the feelings of bitterness weren't even there last night. And I really just started thinking and talking to God, like, why was this week so different? And 
he just told me to talk about how I organize my life and what I do because I remember saying, I wish somebody would start a business where it's like super nanny, but for just for like the women, like I wish someone could come into my house and look at my schedule and look at my life and organize it for me and say, okay, here's what you're going to do. Here's your calendar. This is, once you have this, you write it over here. Here's your drawer with all your cold lunch stuff for your kids. Here's your grocery list. This is when you're making it. Like, I'm like, there has to be someone that like comes in and is like, okay, mama, let me help you out for a second. Because some of us just don't, we're just not people like that. It doesn't come natural to us. We're not color coding things on the calendar just because we want to. It's like, we can't even remember to write things down on the calendar. And, and there's so many different ways to organize your life that it's overwhelming because you hear one person say, well, you have to do it this way. And another person's like, well, you have to do it this way. And, and I remember I was coaching with this business coach and she just kept telling me, you have to have a paper calendar. You it literally was like, you will not be successful if you do not have a paper planner writing everything down in. And that just didn't work for me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but it's not working for me because when I'm out and about and then someone's like, oh, what are you doing next Wednesday? I don't have my paper planner and I'm not the person who's going to carry around this massive planner with me because I don't have a big purse. Like it's, it just didn't fit into who I was and it never was working. And so every time I got on a call with her, she'd be like, how is it going with your planner? I'm like, it's really, it really sucks. Like it's not working. And I beat myself up and felt so bad and felt like a total failure. Like I'd never be successful. I'd never be organized because I couldn't keep this paper planner. Well, I figured out that I don't need a paper planner. I just need to figure out what's going to work for me. And really, I want that to come across to you that you have to trial and error and figure out what works for you. And you're not going to be good at any of this in the beginning, but you're going to learn to get better at it as you go through the days. And I've been doing this now for probably, I would say, a good year, like one, maybe a little bit more than a year. But I still really mess up <laughs> with my schedule. I'm a lot better, but I still really mess up. For example, um, I'm homeschooling my boys now, as you know, and they have this state testing that they have to do. And they have to go to a facility to do the state testing. And they have, we got an email last week that said that they need to be at the one place on Saturday at one. And then they need to go back Sunday at one. And I thought, geez, that's like, you're not really giving me much time ahead. You know, we have a birthday party. We had, we had to really change around our schedule and it was a big deal to get them to this testing, but it's required. And I also was thinking like, why is this on a weekend? Like, why are you doing this on a weekend? Good thing we weren't traveling for soccer. Good thing we were home. So I'm like, whatever. Okay, we put it in the schedule. I put the um, the address right in my calendar. I use the calendar on my phone um, for everything at first. This is like the first entry into my life is it goes into my phone calendar. And my computer and my phone are synced. So if I add something on my computer into my calendar, uh, it will automatically be in my phone. And this is where it goes. If I'm going to coffee with you, 
I open up my calendar and I look. If my daughter has something at school, I open up my calendar, I put it in there. Any doctor's appointment, meeting, phone call, Zoom, business, family, personal, whatever it goes, this is where it goes first. And so I open up my calendar, I add the testing for one o'clock on Saturday, I add the location, and Saturday was my daughter's birthday. And we go to breakfast as a family. We drove separate. My husband was going to take the boys and drop them off at testing. I was going to buy new shoes with my daughter. And we're in the line at Foot Locker. And my husband calls. He's like, I don't know where I'm going. I mean, well, like you can't find the building or you don't know where to go and test. He's like, I found the building, but it's a pirate convention. (laughs) I was like... A real pirate convention? He's like, yeah, I'm going to send you a picture. These are like authentic, real pirates. These aren't people with fake costumes. Like, it is a pirate convention, Taryn. There are There is no testing here. And so I'm like, okay, hang on. Let me try to open up the email and see, like, you're probably just not at the right building or something. And so I couldn't get into the account to get it to work. And he was getting frustrated because he had our youngest, who's four, who's, just exhausting bringing anywhere because she's just like the most social person in the entire world times a thousand. So she wants to go talk to all the pirates and tell them how pretty they are and ask them where they got their necklaces. And so he's like trying to keep her back. And he's like, can you just figure this out, please? Because I'm like stressing out with Skylar here. My boys are sending me Snapchats of all the people and in their costumes and they just think it's hilarious that they're there. And so I'm like telling him, I'm like, I am in the line at Foot Locker. I'm next to pay. I have no service in here. Like, please just hang on a second and I will get out and I will fix this. So I couldn't get into my account to fig- to find the location and the date and the time. So I just told, I told him, I'm like, just leave. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Just leave the testing place, whatever. We'll figure it out. They'll go a different day or I don't know, just leave. And I later found out that the testing was actually April 11th and not March 11th. I was a month too early and the testing was like 45 minutes from our house. And we drove the separate cars to go to breakfast so he could drop them off and then come back. And it was this whole thing. And I'm, I totally screwed up and I've been trying to be organized and put together for a year. And I still screwed up so bad. <laughs> like, Luckily, my husband just gets me. And he's like, oh, I should have known. I should have known. I'm like, I've been doing better, though. Like, I have been doing better. I don't know how I did this. But it makes sense why they told us with only like a three-day notice. I'm like, geez, like, what do you expect us just to drop everything and go to testing? And it also made sense because it's not really on Saturday and Sunday. It's on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I was like, oh, okay, this all makes so much sense now. But I couldn't help but laugh. And the pictures of the pirate people were just the best. But it's proof that it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect to anything. And I was on my phone last night and I saw this quote from Bob Marley And I took a screenshot because I was like, this is just, this is awesome. Um, Someone once asked him if there was a perfect woman. And he replied and said, who cares about perfection? Even the moon is not perfect. It's full of craters. The sea is incredibly beautiful, but salty and dark in the depths. 
the sky is infinite, but often cloudy. So everything that is beautiful isn't perfect, it's special. Therefore, every woman can be special to someone. Stop being perfect, but try to be free and live doing what you love, not wanting to impress others. And I just love that because as a recovering perfectionist, there is so much freedom in letting yourself live and not be perfect. And when you start seeing other people, and you probably know some people in your life that are like this, that are just super confident in who they are, you can tell that they really love themselves and they just have something about them that is beautiful. And they're not the the perfect body and the perfect hair and the perfect makeup and the perfect features. And if you really looked hard enough, you could see a lot of flaws in them, but you just love them. And they're a great person and they're, they, they just are glowing almost like they're just so confident and loving. And that is what we need to become. The more that we love ourselves I know this sounds kind of weird, like, okay, we're talking about organizing, but why are we talking about loving ourselves? Because you have to give yourself grace and you have to realize that you're not going to be perfect and you just are able to change things about yourself that you don't love. You really are. If you don't love something about yourself and if it's causing you to go into the valley and it's stressing you out, you can become a person who's always on time. You can become someone who's organized. You can become the person who buys the birthday gift two weeks before the party and has it wrapped and in the closet waiting just to grab. And let me tell you, living that life is so amazing. It's so relaxing. It feels so good. And I really consider myself now to be someone who is very organized and uh, I wouldn't say really put together. <laughs> my my life is kind of put together, I guess. Me as an individual, I'm still working on this, but like my house functions and we have six people who live here and I, I have people all the time asking me like, how do you do it with all these kids and with all of your things that you're doing? And it's not because I was born this way. And that's really encouraging. I want to tell you that it's not because it's like, oh, well, I'm just naturally like this person that just I follow this girl on Instagram and I had to unfollow her because I'm like, I can't even watch her stuff. She's a homeschool mom of six and she posts her like day in the life of videos and she'll like have them on time lapse. So it'll go super fast. And she's like, I start by waking up at four in the morning. I do a full workout. I do my whole Bible devotional. I get everyone's lunches all set up or everyone's breakfast all set up for the day. And they all have like matching plates and matching cups. And she made this like big breakfast and she's putting it on everyone's plates. And then she goes and like kisses everyone and wakes them up. And they all come downstairs and they pray. And then they all eat what she gave them. They're all eating the same thing, which to me, I was like, I don't even know how you get people to do that in your family. They're all eating like the same healthy breakfast. Then they're all sitting down. They're reading their devotional. They're reading their book. Then they're doing that. I'm like, this is not real. <laughs> like this, this is not real. This would never happen in my house. I didn't unfollow her because I don't like her. I love, I'm like, wow, you are like uh, another breed of woman. But that was why I unfollowed her because she's not another breed of woman. And because something comes easy to her or because she's worked on something on a skill 
to master this and to get this going and to have this life, what it did for me is I was comparing myself to her feeling like, wow, I really need to get it together. But really, I am a lot more together than I used to be. So instead of comparing myself to how I used to be, I'm comparing myself to this woman who, who knows, maybe she was a teacher for 15 years. Maybe she has a special certification or, you know, she has six kids that she's been homeschooling forever. They never went to public school or a private school. And, and some of them are a lot older. So she's been doing this for, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 years, however old her oldest kid is. And I just started homeschooling this year. So I unfollowed her because the feelings that it was giving me inside weren't good. And you need to do the same thing. There are people you're following on social media that are great and they're Christians and they're, they have amazing inspiration that they tell you and tips and, but it's making you feel less than it's making you feel bad about who you are because of what they're doing. And that's when you need to unfollow someone. That's when you're like, okay, I, I just can't follow this person right now because it's making me feel bad. And you're not supposed to feel bad about yourself. We are all different, but you can improve. So you just don't know someone's story. You don't know what books they've read, what they've really, really worked on. You know, seeing someone who is really thin and fit and strong and has great muscle tone, it's easy to be like, oh, gosh, it must be nice to be her. Well, what you don't know is she lost 200 pounds and has been on this journey of working out like crazy and getting fit and tone and strong. We don't see that. We just see like, mm, must be nice, you know, but it's like, well, is it like you could, you could do this too, but we don't see the behind the scenes thing. So it's really important that you give yourself grace and realize that you're really going to suck as you try to do this. And that's okay. You need to figure out what's going to work for you and what doesn't. And I have something that I'm going to say about this, but you need to start by organizing your life just day by day. And I was a day by day person. All I would do was organize tomorrow before tomorrow was happening. So I still hold this rule that I will not go to bed until I write down what I'm doing for tomorrow. And I did this for probably six to eight months before I moved on to week to week. And I didn't intentionally say, okay, now I'm ready for week to week planning. I just noticed that I was starting to plan, like I would write down tomorrow and then I would actually write down the next day and a few things. I just naturally kind of started adding in more days as I felt like I could and as it came to me and I felt organized to do that. So it took about like six to eight months and then I was doing week to week. Now I'm planning like a month in advance and even further. Like I already have, we go on a, a lake house vacation with my husband's family and we go every year in the summer and we already have the house picked out, deposit down, dates secured, all of that, which is just amazing. I feel so good about that. Like we already have things way in the future that are planned and in our calendar. But so how I do this and what works for me is, and I'm going to link it on my link tree. If you actually go to terrensarconi.com, you'll pull up all of my links. And at the bottom under resources, I am going to link this whiteboard. And 
it is super, super, super thin, um, like very thin. And this pack of whiteboards I love the most because it comes with a grocery list. It comes with a big monthly calendar. And then it comes with another big sheet that has seven boxes and a note section. And it's separated by days. And if your fridge is not magnetic, then get yourself a push pin and stick it on your wall in your kitchen or two-way tape or something. Put it somewhere where you're going to see it all the time, like in a main space. Don't put it in your bedroom, in the bathroom. Don't. It can't be in a notebook. It has to be on a wall where you can see. And I say whiteboard because it makes it so easy to just wipe off and that's what you're going to be constantly doing is writing stuff and wiping it off once it's gone and done. And I love these three because I really feel like you need these three things in order to organize everything. And I, I literally live by these things. I use a wet erase marker on my monthly calendar and on my grocery list so that it can't be like bumped into and just wiped off because we had to learn the hard way. Like, oh no, what were all these things on the grocery list? Like who bumped into this calendar? Um, or with my youngest daughter, she had the eraser on it and was just like going to town erasing stuff. So now we use a wet erase marker so that nobody can accidentally bump into it. But I start with tomorrow. So on the calendar that had, or on the whiteboard that has the seven different boxes with the days of the week, whatever tomorrow is. So tomorrow right now is Tuesday. So you start with Tuesday's box and you start by adding in all of the things that you have to do. Like the things that are in your calendar that you have to do. Or if you don't have any kind of calendar system right now and you're like, I have no idea. I write some stuff on my fridge. I write some stuff in my phone. My husband knows some stuff. Uh, it's also amazing to me how many husband and wives don't communicate their schedules where they're like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then they're like, oh no, my husband was working or like, oh no, my, my wife's out of town or, oh, I don't know why I said yes to this. We had a, a thing in our church uh, two weeks ago and one of my husband's friends was like, I don't know why I bought a ticket and said I could go because my wife's going to be out of town and I have the kids. And so like, there are a lot of people that don't communicate their schedules with their spouse and that's okay. And if that's you, that's okay. You can work on this and you can change this and it won't be that way. So our big calendar that we have on our fridge, that's the whole month. It, this is where we communicate what we're doing. And my husband will say, I have a meeting on this day. I have to work late this day. If you know he has a dentist appointment, it's on there. All of my stuff is on there. I don't put my business stuff on there. It's more like the family calendar. So if I have something that's like a call for my business, or I have a meeting with my editor, I don't put that on there because that's all on my phone and that's separate. No one else really needs to know about that. It's usually during the day when everyone's at school or work or, so it's like the family stuff that we have to do on there that the family needs to know about. And this is a great place to communicate that and to see like we're going out of town or I have work or I'll be gone this time or, you know, just to have that right in front of you so that you can see it. But you start with writing out all the things that you have to do, like appointments, you can put work on there, um, 
like soccer we put on there, church stuff, Bible studies, um, dentist appointments, chiropractor appointments. Uh, if money is due to places like tuitions due for school, I'll write it on there. Now, this has like everything on it. So when you start by writing your main priority, it's the things that you have to do that are already on your schedule and writing those down. And then after you have the main things that you have to do, now everyone who's listening to this is completely different because some of you have jobs that you're gone nine to five or five to nine, or you're gone and you're, you're like, I don't, you know, a lot of times, like all I'm doing is working and sleeping. And that's the reality of a lot of people. But there's also a lot of people on here that are stay at home moms, or you have a job that you're contingent at. And so you have this whole big open day, or maybe you work like three days on and five days off. And so you're like, for three days, I'm so busy. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do besides just work and sleep. And then five days, it's just like wide open. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do for these five days? So really looking at your own life of what you have to do, but it's what you have to do. And then the next thing that you write in there are all the things that you have top priority items. So for me, when I was writing my book, that was a top priority item. I had to write my book an hour a day. That's what I told myself. I was going to write for an hour a day and it was top priority. Some days I have top priorities. Um, most of the days I do, like I have my devotional that is always the top priority that I have to do every day. Um, I would say really that's the only thing that's really a top priority right now that I've been putting on there um, because I'm in kind of like an easier phase of my life, an easier season. My book's being edited, so I, I can't really do anything there besides wait. And I, I'm kind of caught up with everything. So you have to write the things that are top priority for you. And you might not even know what that is. Like, what is a top priority for you? What really matters? And we've talked before about priorities and golf balls, like putting in all the golf balls that are the things in your life that really matter that you want time for, like all the people in your family and God and, you know, having like working out, if that's a priority for you. Uh, meal prepping, those things go in the jar first. So then all the sand and pebbles and water and everything that's extra can fit in. But if you put all the sand and water in first, no golf balls are going to fit in there. So these are things that are a priority to you. So you might have to start out by writing a list of what are my priorities? And right now, homeschooling is a priority for me. And that goes on the calendar as well. So I know that I'm doing homeschooling and it works out really good if you put the top priority things as early in the day as you possibly can. So if working out is a priority for you, try to put it in as early as you can. You might not be able to put it in until six. That might be the earliest that you can, like 6 p.m., but that's okay. That's the earliest that you can do it. I have learned by personal experience than watching other people, that if you're putting these top priority things at the end of your day, it's very easy to blow them off. Because usually the top priority things are things that you don't really have someone of authority watching over you, or you don't have someone that you have to report to and say, okay, I did this. Because your job, you show up whether you want to or not, because you have to. But the gym, 
you don't have to. You could push it off and say, well, I'm really tired or I don't feel good and blow it off and don't go until the next day. So you want to put these things in your day as early as possible so that you actually do them. And then look at your calendar and you need to realistically look and think, do I have more time that I could fit in a couple more things in here? And this I, I wrote as a note, like in parentheses, that this is something that you get better at as you do, because you're really trying to figure out what your sweet spot is. Because if you're a person who doesn't ever let yourself sit down and take a breather and relax, that is not good. If you're always running back to back to back to back to back things, and you're like, oh, look, I have time in my schedule. I have an hour. What can I fit in here? Let me do this. You're going to burn out. Because you can't just keep going, 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 going. And a lot of people push themselves to go, go, go because it's uncomfortable in the stillness. That's a huge reason why a lot of us push ourselves and we're so busy is because it's uncomfortable to just be still and sit and listen to God and journal and slow down and hear from him and be alone with your own thoughts. It's a scary thing to be alone and still and quiet and it doesn't need to be. So this is something that you're really going to have to find your sweet spot on because I know myself now and I know that since I had that really busy week last week and we counted last night, 22 times I went to and back from soccer. 22 times last week, like they're back, they're back, they're back, they're back, they're back, they're back, 22 times. That is so many times. And then it was like 12 times for church. Like a kid had worship practice. A kid had Bible study. I had Bible study. I had my new life group. We had Sunday service. Like it was just constant. And I knew because we had so much going on. It was my daughter's birthday on Saturday. We had a friend party for her on Friday. We got together with my husband's family on um, Thursday. We had a celebration for her on Saturday where we went out with her worship team. On Sunday, we celebrated her birthday with my family. And so every time we had like food and decorations and cleaning and all of these things that I knew that I needed, a, I needed Monday to just kind of chill. So I didn't book anything to happen today besides this morning call. And I'm going to kind of just let myself breathe for a second and do what I want to do. And that will probably include watching a movie with my daughter, taking a nap, taking a shower, doing restorative things, which I have a list that I'm going to share of things that are restorative that I actually have written down on my fridge in the notes section on that big white calendar with all the days of the week. I have it on the notes section of restorative things so I can see it and remember these are the things that are going to restore me. If I'm starting to feel burnt out, I'm starting to feel overwhelmed and tired, pick something on this list to do. And I have to have this list in front of me because I have to see the truth of these things are really going to restore me because in the moment, the things that I think are going to restore me are not. Like I've shared that even though I am sober, I still think about smoking and drinking all the time. It's always like 
you're so stressed. You should have a margarita. And I'm like, no, I should not have a margarita. Stop. Why is that thought in my mind still? Or have a glass of wine or it's St. Patrick's day coming up. And I told my husband, I'm like, all I want is like an ice cold beer. And I didn't even like beer. And so why am I like, all this sounds so good with a Reuben sandwich. And like, it's because it's just, I don't know whether it's the devil just taunting me and trying to get me to drink or get me to do something, or it's because I can't have it. I'm telling myself I can't. So then my mind's like, but we want it so bad. Like, I'm not sure what that is, but I need to see a list of these are the healthy things that you can choose to do. We're not going to binge eat. We're not going to go spend a bunch of money. We're not going drinking. You know, this is what we're doing. And so some of those things on the list that I have that help me to be restored are things, of course, like reading my Bible, reading scriptures, um, organizing things that I want to organize. That's a key word. Things I want to organize. So if I'm in the mood and usually if I want to organize, I just start organizing something. I don't have to like tell myself, okay, today I'm going to clean out my daughter's drawers. I just all of a sudden find myself doing that. So I just kind of like let myself do what feels good. If I want to vacuum something and do chores and vacuum out a drawer and I'm organizing the towels and cleaning out my makeup, like if, I, if that's just what I feel like doing, that's, you know, that's a good thing to do. And I try to listen to a sermon or listen to Christian music while I'm doing that just to kind of multitask that and make my brain think of something while I'm cleaning. Um, other times, like today, I'll tell you, I'm absolutely not doing that. My daughter's room is a disaster. Don't even care. It's going to stay a disaster until tomorrow or the next day because I just, I don't care. I, I need to just restore, relax. To me, organizing doesn't sound good today. But sometimes that sounds great to me. And I love to do that. And it's such an escape. Um, cuddling with my daughter, or you can cuddle with your spouse or with your stuffed animal, your favorite blanket, put on your slippers that bring you joy. Uh, and just focus on being present in your day. That's, that's a big one that's really hard for people to do. If you're like, I'm just going to be present as I walk around my house today. And be grateful and present and try to live in the present moment. Uh, journaling. And if you're just starting out with journaling and you're like, yeah, not that. I'm really bad at journaling. This is something that you do get better at. Not everyone is good at journaling at the beginning, but they can get good. Start by writing out your feelings. Writing out your emotions. Writing out how you're truly feeling, like, I feel tired today. I feel like crap. I'm irritated and annoyed, and I don't want to do myself. Like, get that out. Write that down. Um, you can also just journal to God, like, dear God, thank you for my day. Thank you for, you know, thank you for this life that you've given me. Like, just start just pouring your heart out. Like, ask God to help you and to be with you and anything that you need. Just, you know, be really open and just start writing your thoughts to God. Um, praying. We know that praying. I have two podcasts on prayer, part one and part two that you can go back through and, and you can listen to if you're someone who doesn't really understand prayer, you don't know how to pray, 
it's just kind of overwhelming to you. That's a lot of people feel like they're in that boat. Um, so, you know, praying, you could go back and you can look at those for prayer. Meditating is a little bit different. Uh, praying is talking to God. Meditating is letting God talk to you where you're just sitting there quiet. I like to do this with my journal where I sit quietly and I just say, God, what do you want to tell me? What do I need to know? And I'll sit there quiet. And as things come to my mind, I'll write them down in my journal. Um, stretching or yoga, um, you know, doing things like that. A workout class maybe could be something for you. That's not restorative to me. <laughs> I like to just like stretch and be slow and type of thing. Um, reading. Uh, and this could be like reading a fiction book. It doesn't have to be reading a, and a lot of times for me when I'm really burnt out, I want to just let my mind have a break. So the, the type of like self-help books or Christian books or books where you're learning something are sometimes tiring to me. And I just want to like take a break. I want to read a fiction book. I want to I want to let my brain just get into a story. So reading can be very relaxing and restorative. I wrote on here cooking slowly. So if I'm not stressing, like hurry up, I have to have dinner in an hour. I like to just cook things slowly throughout the day. That makes me feel good. Like I'm going to make this soup and I'm just going to make it at a random time and then have it. Uh, I'm going to make dinner slowly pay attention to what I'm doing. Usually I have my kids, my son come with me. He likes to cook. So I'll have him come and it'll be like our thing together. Other times he's annoying me and I don't want to be around my kids and I don't tell them I'm cooking and I like let them go in their rooms with their tablets or their Xbox or whatever. And I cook. So you're not a bad mom or, you know, someone who, if you're like, I am too annoyed to be around you. I need alone time. Like that's good. That's healthy. Um, watching movies. And I say movies because watching shows is different. Binge watching shows that are 30 minutes, 45 minutes is different than watching a movie. Like watching a, a good old movie. Um, doing my nails. I like to do that. Showering, sleeping. These are all things that are really restorative to me that I can choose from and I have written down. And uh, a book, like if you're trying to, if you want something to listen to, that's going to fill your soul and inspire you and just kind of love on you a little bit, you might be feeling like, I really just need an encouraging word. I, I need God's word. I need something more than just a fiction book to listen to. And you want something, a tip to find the book that's best for you is to one, pray that the Holy Spirit leads you to the book that you need to read and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you an area of your life that you need to work on. And you probably know what this is, even if you don't think that you do. A lot of us have this initial response of, I don't know. You know what do you need to work on? I don't know. What's a weakness of yours? I don't know. But if you really thought about it and you don't really have to even really think about it because intuitively it's like, 
the answer that wants to come out from your soul, but you don't want to say it and you're overthinking it. Typically that's what it is. Like, what is something that you're really struggling with? Do you get easily offended? Are you having marital problems? Are you an impatient mom? Are you struggling with your purpose? Are you struggling with addiction? Are you beating yourself up and you don't have any grace for yourself? Do you feel lonely? Like you have no friends. Do you feel stressed out in motherhood and you have no idea what to do? Think about what are the areas of your life that are causing you the most pain right now? Where do you feel like you're failing? And pray that the Holy Spirit leads you to a book. A lot of times I'll see a book on Instagram or I'll get an email for a book and immediately I know I'm like, I have to get this book. All I have to do is see the book and read the cover and read like one sentence about it. And I'm already going on Amazon and purchasing the book because I know and I feel it in my soul that God wants me to read this book. Like it's an immediate connection and do this. For me, it was really hard for me to be present. And I was so focused on perfection for so long. And I literally found a book on, on Instagram. I didn't even find it. I was just randomly scrolling. And this ad came up for the book called Present Over Perfect. And I immediately was like, this is my book. I have to get it. I bought it and it completely changed my life. So there are a lot of books that will happen like that. Don't discredit the work that the Holy Spirit can do within you, leading you to where you need to go. And just by praying, God, lead me to my next book and listen for someone to tell you a book. You'll have friends, you'll have ads, you'll have things that come up that talk about different books and just keep your ears open and stay focused on listening to them. And if you feel like one connects to your soul, go and do it. Um, you can also search online, like books on perfectionism, um, Christian books on parenting, Christian books on marriage. You have to put, you have to give yourself some tools to teach you how to do something. That is how we live. Humans are so complex and amazing because we can learn as much as we want to learn. And if you're not good at something, you can get better on it. If you are married and you're really struggling in your marriage right now, how would you expect to have a thriving marriage if you've never been married before and you don't know how to do that? You have to learn. And it's all just a learning teachable moment. Um. And so praying and really asking God to lead you to your next book. Um, but I want you to ask yourself, where can you multitask things in your day that you're already doing with something else? So if you have on your calendar that you're going to work and you have a couple appointments and you need a grocery shop and do your devotional and that's what's on your list then you might be able to look and say, well, I have a 30 minute drive to work or a 10 minute drive to the grocery store. And so 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back, you can do something for 20 minutes. Do you need to call your mom? Should you call your mom? Should you call your grandma, your daughters, your sons? Is there someone that you could call during that 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back just to say, hi, I love you. I miss you. What are you doing? Uh, maybe you could be turning the radio off and not being on your phone and you can pray for 10 minutes there and back. 
God, I've had a busy day. So this is where I need you to meet me and talk out loud so you can stay focused and you can talk to God like he's in your car. You'll be surprised at how much 10 minutes of talking to God out loud in your car really restores you. Listening to a book that you want to listen to, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back, you just listen to 20 minutes of your book. And then if you listen to your book while you're unloading the groceries and putting them away, I mean, you really can get through a book, an audiobook, really quickly. It's it's crazy how fast you can read a book if you're if you're just listening to it in the nooks and crannies of your day and multitasking. But the goal is to start just planning tomorrow. So what are those things that you have to do tomorrow in your day? Um, also things I write on my calendar, like in the notes section at the bottom, I'll write things that I have to do, but I don't necessarily have to do them on a certain day or, you know, like within a time frame. So like one of them is I've been wanting to call the dermatologist. It's just been this intuitive feeling that I need to see a dermatologist. And so I wrote it in the notes and I was like, you need to schedule a meeting with a dermatologist. And I wrote that in my notes at the bottom. I didn't need to put it on today's schedule. I didn't need to put it on tomorrow's schedule. It's just something that I know that I need to do. So it's on there. Um, you know, so think of things that you know that need to get done that you don't want to forget about. Like I need to, uh, right now, since the season's about to change or since Easter is about to be here, if you have kids, start thinking about Easter now. Like, what do I need to buy for Easter now? And put that on your calendar and do that. Um, with the seasons changing, okay, all of our kids are going to, or even ourselves, we have all of our winter stuff out right now in Michigan. And it's currently snowing. And I don't know when the snow will ever stop. But when I start to realize like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's done snowing. I'm going to wash all the snow stuff. And then I'm going to put it away because I don't need it anymore. And I'm also going to go through my clothes and all of my snowy, wintry things I don't need anymore. So I'm going to put in a tote and I'm going to put them in my attic and I'm going to bring down my summer stuff. So I know that I need to start doing that for myself and for my kids. Like my kids need to, I need to make sure, do they have sandals? Do they have summer stuff? Do they have bathing suits? What do we need for the summer? Just to start getting prepared for that. Um, also, if you live in an area where the seasons change so drastically like that, I know that spring's going to be here before I know it. And I'm going to have a lot of things to do. Like I need to put all of my outside furniture back out and clean my cushions. And we just got a, a back outdoor kitchen thing. So I'm like, okay, what do I want for that? So it's really like living, you want to live in the present, but you want to think about the future so that when the future gets here, you're not stressed out thinking, okay, I have so much to do because that's, that's what immediately put me in the Valley is feeling like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I have so much to do. I have so many people pulling me and really it's, I have a bunch of things I should do. If you're telling yourself like, oh, I really should do that. I really should do that. I have so much I should do. That's going to put you in the Valley. And as Tony Robbins says, you're shooting all over yourself. I should do this. I should do that. I really should do this. I really should do that. And that it really is, if that's going on in your mind, you will be in the valley. There will be no way of getting out of the valley. And even if you're like, God, please help me. God, please help me. God, please help me. He's like, 
I, I can't force you to do these things. I can't force you to stay ahead of your life. I can't really help you. It's like my youngest just is so obsessed with sugar and junk food and she just frantically eats it. And then she's in the bathroom on the toilet, holding her stomach, crying that her stomach hurts. And she's like, mom, will you please pray for me? Will you please say a prayer for me? I'm like, yeah, babe, we can keep praying, but you got to stop eating all of the sugar and the junk food. It doesn't, it's not good for your body. So yeah, we can pray and ask God to help us to make the pain go away and to get rid of all this grossness in your body, but you keep doing it to yourself. Like you can't just keep asking God, God, please help me. God, please help me. He's like, you like, do you see what you're doing to yourself? Like this is, you have free will. And so you can't just keep saying, God, please help me to lose weight. Please help me to lose weight. And then you're eating a cake at night, every night. It, it, he's not a genie in a bottle. You can't just expect things. So you might be praying and reading your Bible and God, please, 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 please make me feel better. Help me to feel better. Take away these feelings. Take away depression. Take away anxiety. Take away this feeling. Take away this addiction. But if you're not doing the things to help it, then you're not going to be helped by it. And of course, God can do a miracle and deliver you from something in a snap of a finger, but that's not the norm. And if you're feeling like, I am drowning and I am stressed out. You have to start organizing your life. You just do. You have to start living and focusing on tomorrow before tomorrow happens. What are the things that you need to do? And just start this. And you are not going to be good at it in the beginning, but just start it. And you'll also be able to see the things that you move from day to day. Like for me, I'll be like, okay, a priority for me is to um, do my bills. Because I, I make sure that I do all my bills and my budget before the first of every month. So as the first starts getting closer and closer and closer, I'm like, okay, I need to do my bills. I need to do my bills. I need to do my bills. And I'll write it on Monday's schedule. And then because I can do it on Tuesday, I see that I don't do it on Monday. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, well, moving this to Tuesday. And then I write it on Tuesday. And then Tuesday, I don't do it. And then I move it to Wednesday and then I move it to Thursday and I move it to Friday. And so you'll start to see things where you're like, cool, I've written this on my schedule that I was going to work out or that I was going to read this book every single day. And here I am moving it day to day to day to day. And you can see with your own eyes, like this is something I need to do. Or a lot of times what I'll move from day to day to day is to call someone like the dermatologist, schedule a dermatology appointment. I'm going to do that Monday. Oh, no, now it's Tuesday. Oh, now it's Wednesday. Now it's Thursday. Like, really? I could have just called and made the appointment for the amount of time it took me to rewrite it on every single day. So is there something that's like five minutes or less that you're putting off for whatever reason? Write it on your calendar and just do it. And don't let yourself erase it and change it to the next day. Like, I am just going to do this already. I'm sick of writing it on my calendar. So seeing it on your board and starting to organize your life will really help you. There are a ton of books on organization and organizing your life and helping you. I am not an organizational coach by any means, but I do know that when you have energy leaks and you have all these things around you that are draining your energy, the things that you should do, the things you've been putting off, uh, miscommunications, you know, all of this, then, and you're just living in the on the fly, like, mom, it's the day before... 
Easter and we needed our haircuts and we were like, oh my gosh, like I forgot. And, and it's like I've shared before, it's the morning of Valentine's day and you didn't do anything for Valentine's day. Like, and just living in the future a little bit, looking at the calendar. So here's your challenge for today. If you don't have any kind of whiteboard calendar or thing like that, go to terrencearcoding.com, click the resources, and I'll link the one that I personally use that you can buy on Amazon. Get it. It'll be here in like two days. Put them on your fridge and start utilizing them. So your big monthly calendar that you're going to get, get a pack of wet erase markers and pull up your calendar and fill out all of the appointments and all of the things that you already have in your calendar for the whole entire month. Your weekly calendar that you're going to get, start by just writing to, under tomorrow, writing the things that you absolutely have to do, and then the things that are top priority. And then if you can fit a couple more things that you would like to do, put them in there. If it's enough, my, my best friend, she does one thing a day. And she's always telling me, she's like, Taryn, you do way too many things. If I write on there that I'm grocery shopping, I'm not doing anything else besides working. Like she works and she has a daughter and she's a single mom. But she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to also say that I'm going to get my nails done or I'm going to go buy the birthday present or I'm going to make the appointment. Like, no, my thing that I did was grocery shop. And that's all I did. And she's really good at telling me like, you're doing way too much. If today was the day you grocery shopped, it shouldn't be the day that you buy the present and do and make the dinner and you know clean out your drawers and because that's me I'm an extremist I'm like zero or a hundred I'm doing nothing and I'm sleeping in my bed or I'm running around like the house is on fire and I have to organize everything today so she's taught me like you're doing too much stop doing all these things watch a Netflix show she literally told me she's like you need to watch a show you need to find a show and you need to sit down and you need to watch a show. You need to slow yourself down. And it was amazing that she told me that because it really is what I needed. So start by doing tomorrow. And then that grocery list that you get is so great. So as I realized that we need something from the, like I use yesterday, I, the ketchup was getting really low. It's not out yet, but it was getting low. And I'm like, okay, I'm writing ketchup on the list because I already know. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, we're running low on eggs. Okay, write eggs on the list. Um, I'm writing down things as I'm taking them, as they're running out, I'm writing them on this list. So then I already have the list. And then right before I go grocery shopping, I do like one final check of anything that I'm cooking for dinner that week. And then I'm like, okay, what else needs to be added to this list? But like write stuff on the list as you're running out. And then if you have a big family too, this is really helpful because they all know if something's running out, you better be writing it on the list. And if you don't, well, then I'm not buying it for you. And then they only had to do that like once. And then they started writing it on the list. Because they're like, mom, you didn't buy Chick-fil-A sauce. And like, you didn't write it on the list. I don't eat Chick-fil-A sauce. So I didn't know. But this will really help you. You'll be surprised then when you have to grocery shop, you're like, oh, here's my list. You can just take a picture of it and wipe it clean. That feels so good when I get to wipe all my calendars clean. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like, and that's the feeling too of like, oh, erase, like did that. Yep. I wrote like this morning, I wrote my wake up call, um, my devotional, uh, figure out dinner. So it's going to feel so good when I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Doing all of this. And it really does help you stay ahead of the game. 
So this is something that you can work on and get better at. You don't have to just be like, oh, this is my life. I just suck at organizing. I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm just never good at any of this stuff. Do those things and get a book. If you're really, really unorganized and you're all over the place, get some professional help. Ask a friend to come over. Like, can you help me to organize my house? Can you help me to clean out something because it's just overwhelming to me? And you might have some friends that can help you to do that or talk to a friend on FaceTime while you do something like that. If you can't have them physically in your house, but, um, I hope that helps a little, just don't, um, I want you to focus on how you feel throughout your day. You could even keep a journal where you track your emotions, where you track how you're mentally feeling for like a week as you're going through this. Because if you start to feel overwhelmed, if you start having those negative emotions, it's because you're starting to lead to burnout. And if you don't want to burn out, then you need to make sure that those emotions don't get worse and worse. So recognize them sooner, the better. We're like, wow, I'm, I'm really feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and anxious. Okay, maybe I need to lighten up on my schedule. Maybe I need to put more restorative things into my schedule instead of other things. So really pay attention to that. Pay attention to your feelings because your feelings indicate a lot about you. And that's what we want to pay attention to. So hey, you're not alone. I know it's hard. I know that it's hard to stay ahead of the game, but I promise it gets easier. It feels good. The more you do it, the better you feel. And then you're able to do more ministry work. You're able to feel better, to be in a better mood, to be able to give more to other people. And that's really what this is all about too. So, um, okay, you got this. You can do it. Um, love you guys. Thanks for being on and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you for waking up with me today and setting your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And I pray that God leads you and guides you to your promised land and your fear and your worry and your doubt all wash away. If you are stuck in the valley and you are feeling hopeless and helpless, please download my five steps to hope valley guide that will tell you step by step by step how to get out of the valley and to stay out of the valley. You can find that on the link on my Instagram as well as tons of other free tools prayers, printouts for your identity, and to get my favorite list of books, devotions um, for adults and for kids. Also learn my favorite accountability software that I use for my kids and check out my favorite must watch sermons if you're in the valley. Thank you. God bless.